This ain't your father's podcast. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. The Stock Dads are back with their Stocks and Sandals podcast like you've never heard it before. Raw, unedited, and completely uncut. That means more cringy dad jokes, awful puns, and the best damn stock market education you can find. It's time to quit resting your eyes and start working hard instead of hardly working because we all know money doesn't grow on trees. So tuck your t-shirt into your jean shorts, lace up the grass-stained new balances, crack open an ice-cold brewski, and fire up the grill. What's on the menu? Gains, baby. Now, here are your hosts. What up, Stock Dads? Welcome to another episode of Penny Slayer Talk Shit and Fuzz Brings Them Down from the Ledge. All right, guys, so we've got a killer clown fed situation happening in this market right now and we are going to try our best to try and talk this into a little bit of layman's terms so we don't (laughs) get into a quantitative tightening quantitative easing gag me with a spoon conversation fuzz how we doing tonight man hey i'm doing pretty good it's been a good weekend uh nothing too crazy or out of the ordinary so it's just been been really nice (laughs) how about yourself man well, you know, I got to tell you, man, we are preparing for this uh, this contract at work. And I'm telling you, man, it's, it's mm. getting hectic, right? See, you know, the, the, the clock is ticking. Getting down to the right wire. When we think that we're close, the guy who's supposed to give us the answer tells us that we're a few months out. So now we're just sitting here <laughs> twiddling our fingers around going, well, oh. we thought it was going to be called this month. And now it's two months from now. So it's probably more than likely going to be after the uh midterms so there's not a big huge argument uh but we're waiting i guess until after midterms to figure out who won this hundred billion dollar contract that we're going after but with that being said uh we've got big big news that came in through the cpi data i mean were you able to trade uh that momentum at all i mean thursday was obviously a big green day followed by friday yeah followed by friday friday was fun um yes yeah, we definitely did fantastic on Friday. Uh, yeah, Thursday. Good lord, what a beast of a candle that was. Uh, yeah, we played that a little bit. Um, you know, the day before CPI, of course, was really miserable. Is a good way to uh to put it. And then yeah, we had the craziness, big gap down, and then uh, pretty much, I guess, everybody just kind of covered their short positions a little bit and uh. Next day, shoot them on back down, you know, kill the bears, kill the bulls. <laughs> right. It was an incredible move, incredible move, right? So let's talk about this a little bit. So inflation name, uh, inflation numbers came in above expectations. So the estimates were uh, for 0.3% for the month over month and 8.1% for year over year. And then we mm-hmm. came in at 0.4% and uh, 8.2% respectively, right? So not by much, man. We we missed the expectations by by a hair, if you will, right? Yeah, splitting hairs at this point, we lost. Uh, Right. It kind of makes you wonder, like, who comes up with these expectations? Because you really want to go over there and, like, slap them up off the head. (laughs) Like, come on, man. Like, get it it together. (laughs) So, you know, but but on the other hand, right, I mean, this this gives the feds the, the, the power to go and, maintain their hawkishness right i mean the lagging employment data is still strong uh but rumors are swirling that the layoffs are coming 
And so that kind of leads me into these banks, right? So so banks really kicked off uh, earnings this week because uh, now we're, we're getting into a big earnings week uh, next week. And, yep. uh, you know, they talked about uh, how consumer banking was real strong due to higher rates and loan balances, right? Uh, meanwhile, mortgages, investment banking, and trading businesses, they really struggled in this current environment, right? Uh, but my question here is, with such good banking reliability on higher rates and loan balances, how is that sector going to fare when we decide that our unemployment is 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 too low and we try to get people to, we get try to get companies to lay people off, right? What happens to those loans? I mean, are we talking, are we talking subprime loans here? I mean, what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, what's it's, happening? It's garbage. Uh, everybody's going to get hit, you know? <laughs> I mean, essentially what's going to happen is these, these families that get laid off, right? They're going to figure out that the best route of action to, to get out from underneath the crippling debt and being able to afford the home they just purchased at an enormous rate is to file right. for bankruptcy. You get to keep all your assets, your major assets. You get to keep under twenty thousand dollars in cash, and and get rid of all of your your exponential your, debt yep. that you have, right? I mean, it, it's it's really going to be a big problem for banks, and I'm surprised that people aren't looking more into this. I mean, you you think what what does one percent mean in unemployment? Do you know? Do you know what that number is? How many people that is? I mean, it's got to uh, be somewhere around two hundred fifty thousand people. Can you imagine? Yeah, if, it's not more, you know, if you kind of imagine 500,000 people it. going and just filing for bankruptcy because they lost their jobs, right? They can't right. afford the debt. So they're going to go the off for bankruptcy. And then what's going to happen to the banks? Down, down she goes, man. So I'm bare. <laughs> I'm, I'm bare on banks, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sort of trying to yeah, I'm, I'm, the writing on the wall, if you will, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. They, it's it's just a, a the system's a mess and the, the the bad thing i guess you can really say is that the banks are the ones that are going to be writing the the new rules when the crap hits the fan you yeah, know no, they're going to spin it to however they can to get it to work and for them to come out squeaky clean maybe not so much the regional banks but you know that might be something to to keep a closer eye on but the, the big boys, uh, they're going to be fine. They'll be coming out squeaky clean and you're going to see just fine. But as far as like the down move, yeah, they're, there's, they're going to go through some pain just like everybody else. But yeah, in the meantime, it'll, yeah, it's going to be kind of scary, maybe a little wackadoo <laughs> on the ride down. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't, yeah, something doesn't really line up there, but like I yeah, said, I, mean, I think the, they're gonna they're gonna be fine. The feds, they're gonna the write the only rules. Have so much, they only have so much in their arsenal, right? They've only got so much. And so, you know, this week we've we've got some key data coming out, but for the most part, a light monetary uh you know catalyst coming through for this week. But one of the things that I'm watching is you know, we've got key housing data coming in, which yeah. is also showing signs of slowing down. Uh, the average 30-year mortgage rate is now around 7%, Seven. Um, which is causing demand to just dry up, right? Uh, the, the supply the supply end of the equation uh, is supportive of prices in the short term, but 
there's a lot of inventory that's set to come on the market really soon. So they're starting to build homes a lot more. And I think that that data is also coming this week, uh, which we should actually be able to solve the issue of supply. So what right. happens to prices, though? What happens to prices to homes when the rates are really high and then supply can also meet that demand, right? Prices come down, baby. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we're, we're waiting. I mean, I just don't know if that's going to happen in Texas. I, I really don't. So this is where I live, right? I live in Texas. Right. I'm just not 100% sure that there are a few states like Florida, Texas, you know, all these uh, states with no tax, state tax, right? I think right. that others are flocking to and driving up the prices of the homes. I just don't know if those prices are going to come down. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what, what happens in the next you know year or so. Right. Yeah. They're they're even like building like this whole brand new neighborhood subdivision like down the road from us. And I'm like, timing can't be worse. <laughs> you know, like who's buying this crap, you know? Yeah, I mean it's it's impressive, right? Because you know, as as you see the 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 cost of building homes becomes just a hair slight cheaper. Now that demand comes in and tries to swoop all that stuff up, right? We'll see. I just I just don't know anybody that's willing to to buy at seven percent right now. Yeah, I personally don't know anybody that's looking right now. You know, maybe maybe one or two people that you know maybe have to move. You know, especially military folk. But you know, I could probably count on my hand how many people I know that are like act actively trying to get something right now. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm really trying to figure out where my money's going to be safest. Right. I mean, obviously, we're going to have turmoil in 2023 uh, yeah. leading into like the presidential campaign. Right. right. So we're, we're going to really have a crazy 23 and into 2024. I'm trying to figure out where my money is going to be safest. Right. And so as I come to understand the way the energy sector and um, oh, man, what was the other one? Uh, it was energy and what was the other healthcare? healthcare so yeah. energy and healthcare, they start to to play very nice with each other, right? And as the markets are going down, you can see the XLE and the XLV keep up with the markets, right? I mean, they're they're going to the upside. So the the major thing that I think we should all be paying attention to is the rebound, right? When do we know that the rebound's coming in? And what sector is going to pay off the most? It's going to be energy. It's got to be healthcare. And just so happens, both of those fall into the NASDAQ. So I'm <laughs> waiting for the NASDAQ to eventually recover. Well, okay. So some of it falls in the, in the <laughs> some of it falls right. in the Dow, right? But some of it right, also right. falls in the NASDAQ. So I'm watching the energy sector fairly close. EQT, you know, all those XOM. Uh, Chevron, yep. things of Chevron, this nature, right? Yeah, I mean, these are the major companies that I may try to put my money into that is safest. And then when it does rebound, my money's in the right spot because even though we're in a downtrend in the markets, energy and healthcare are going to the upside. So I'm waiting, right? I mean, I'm just inching my way into this energy sector. How about you, man? Is there anything that you're getting involved with? You know... <laughs> I think you bring up a, a pretty interesting point with healthcare and energy. And I, I think like right now, yeah, absolutely pay attention uh, to those guys. And, and even, you know, maybe even the natural gas guys, uh, especially U.S. owned uh, natural right. gas, because they're starting to yeah. say, hmm, US, baby. since uh, Europe's having issues with Russia, maybe we can step in a little bit 
and maybe help alleviate some of that and, you know, bring in possibly, you know, big customer, you know, hey, hey. Uh, you know, you, I think the, the heroes we were bred to be, my man. <laughs> right. So, hey, we'll see. Maybe it, it might take a few years, but hey, I mean, at least you're not relying on Russia there. But, yeah, damn right. um, you know, I, I think... You know, as far as it goes, yeah, short term, probably energy and healthcare, but everything is pretty much aligned to go down. So I think that's the the scary part for me is that when everything is flashing red, well, you might want to look out. <laughs> so, so if if I'm not ready to, sure, I mean we can, you know, nitpick and all that kind of stuff, but I just want to have some like maybe a toe in the water and like hat the rest of my body out of it kind of thing. So I, I'm, I was like kind of 80% cash. Aren't you heavy, heavy. Cash. Um, day, 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 look, day trading is really the way gotta to go right key. now. Yeah. I hear and you got to be quick with it because volatility is ooh, way up there. And you, you saw it Thursday and Friday. I mean, just crazy, wacky, unbelievable moves. And the only way you're going to do it is if you get in, get in <clears> fast or, you know, yeah time your entry is pretty good you know with what your rules are uh but also take profits fast because yeah. things will turn on you in a dime with this vix up here towards 35 maybe even to 40 when it's all said and done maybe even higher who knows so you know you, you got to play quick day trades and i'm not i'm not ready to swing anything longer than a day or two definitely not to the long side if i'm swinging something it's going to be a put yeah my man, that's what I'm doing. I've got puts in the next week, baby. I, I went heavy. Yeah. I, went, I went heavy on the heavy puts. puts. On Vince, yeah, man. I just and I should have bought Bank of America, but you mm. know, I'll just I'll just oh, play, play it one day. You know, I'll just wake yeah, up just Monday, look at Bank of America, and go, okay, I'm buying. Right. Puts here. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, do you buy uh, time with those, or are you buying weeklies? What's that? Well, well, I bought. Next, so I bought last week. I bought this week's towards okay. the end of the day, right? Because I wanted all I that. Gotcha. I wanted all that weekend theta, theta to, to go away the, the contracts and then get in cheap. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, yeah. But, I'm, I'm usually, I like to look at the November contracts right now just for time's mm, sake, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. You can definitely, you can definitely like right now you could probably get away with, with like some weeklies or next weeks or whatever. It's just because the, the Ivy is probably still not as bad and theta is probably not terrible. You just, you know, play it out, you know, get a feel for it. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, I mean, trading live, then we had a lot of people trading live this weekend or this week, right? I mean, this past Friday, Friday was nuts. There was a lot of people. But man, what's great is like people were asking questions and they were getting involved. And, you know, it was great to see that everybody was just being able to take advantage of it, right? And even though most of the market was going to the downside, but we were killing it in the Discord. We were making great moves. And it's it's awesome because like you and I, and, and especially like Assassin, my, my yeah. guy, right? Yeah, uh, came into good. the Discord, man, and just started coming through. I mean, his he is such a quant. <laughs> like his mind yeah. is so quantive, and uh, you know I love that guy, man. So it's he's he's able to answer a lot of questions, and he's extremely smart. So bouncing off ideas off of each other's was was really fun Friday, man. It was cool. Yeah, and it, and it helps a it helps a ton when when there's uh, people in asking questions, and you know we're bouncing off ideas. Uh, with mm -hmm. each other we're like hey well check this out or hey take a look at this and you're like oh i'm definitely getting into that yeah right <laughs> it right. makes it makes life a whole lot easier uh yeah so, we had a fantastic crowd friday it was 
crazy. But I got to tell you, man, uh, I'm going to do something here that I promised myself I would never do on live air anywhere, whether it was face to face on YouTube or, or in an interview somewhere on a radio show. I would never talk about quantitative tightening or quantitative easing. But I got to tell you, man, <laughs> this next couple of sentences is going to have quantitative easing in it. And I just need to get it off my chest. I'm sorry. <laughs> lay, lay it on me. At least you're not. Right. I thought okay, you were going to so, say like you're going to show your feet or something. So. Oh, no, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do that, too. I don't have any socks on. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so listen, you know, inflation levels are at multi-decade high. Right. And the eventual Fed, Fed pivot uh, is may not look exactly what it has in recent years, right? So previously, quantitative easing huh, uh, was a program to maintain low long-term interest rates, yep. right? But if the correction leads to a financial crisis, which it could, the Fed's unlikely to sit by idle, right? And so going forward, quantitative easing huh, could look like a rate capping program. In other words, in layman's terms, the Fed would act as a buyer of last resort to prevent yields from rising too much, right? I gotcha. So something similar was done coming out of the Great Depression in the World War II. Uh, Long-term rates were capped at a, at a federal government uh, as the federal government grappled with fiscal issues, right? And so we can't ignore the writing on the wall when it comes to the federal government's finances. Uh, they simply can't afford higher rates for much longer. Uh, so if the yields start to rise beyond a certain point, look for the Fed to step in and try to do something. Um, okay. Higher rates are the nemesis of zombie companies. You know what zombie companies are, right? These are the companies that are the blood suckers of the stock market. These are the, okay, the Mullins, right? These are <laughs> these are the Mullins of the world, right? Where they're like, we uh, know our, our stock's only 50 cents, but we're going to dilute you more. <laughs> like, sure. I was just incredible with that stock. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they, they've benefited uh, too much on these low interest rates for years now. And uh, the period is a massive uh, repricing with respect of risk taking place in the market. So um, it has a lot to do with earnings and cash flow, right? You got the two things that are the most important. Growth potential on its own won't cut it anymore in the inflationary environment. Capital needs to be a tangible results instead of good company stories in this macroeconomic environment, right? So sure. stop. Stop trying to say, oh, this is a cool company with a cool story. Sort of like my how I did with Intel, right? That like that whole thought process needs to change for me, right? Of course, I love jobs for America and I love bringing chips into America. But I've got right. to think on a more macroeconomic level here on what the company's doing with their money, right? How are they spending their funds? Are they capitalizing on, on the money that they have to pay off their debt? to reduce my risk of my cash being in their company, right? So it's just those types of things that I've got to come to a realization with as a trader uh, that I really need to start recognizing, right? Without right. cash flow, you've got a shit company. You without bad, without revenue, problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, without profit, you've got a shit company. Don't put your right. money in shit companies. It's, it's, it's going to kill you. Right. Yeah. That, that brings up a good point because... 
you know, now is a good time to to really maybe look at some of those fundamentals and see, you know, who out there is actually, you know, going to make it out pretty okay. You know, of course, you got, you know, Apple, Microsoft, you got the big boys. We all know they're going to be all right. But, you know, take a look at some of those companies that that you possibly have or are looking at, you know, take a deep dive just real quick. Uh, it doesn't take much to to look at some fundamentals and be like, okay, you know, your PE is okay, but you know, for some reason you're, you're just not making money the way you should be, or you're underperforming your current sector. So I'm, <clears throat> do you really want to be involved in that during these headwinds? I mm, don't think it's true. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of content out there right now revolving around value investing. You look, yeah. we, we, we knew back like last November that value investing was going to be a, a big craze that happened for a few months, right? right? The problem, right? The problem with this is value investors are very, uh, how can I say this? They're very uh, sub, uh, susceptible. No, they succumb, right, to trying to time the market's bottom, and it's it's a bad it's a bad way to trade, right? You've got to get involved with learning the technicals. You've got to look at a technical bounce compared to a monetary bounce, right? You've got to really understand how the market moves in earnings comparatively to technical bounces. Maybe you can catch both of them at the same time. That's yeah. the greatest part. But timing a bottom as a value investor is is the downfall, right? It, it's <laughs> the hardest to thing it. to do. <laughs> the only thing that you can do as a value investor is go, hey, well, at least I bought this dip. And if it keeps dipping, I'm excited about buying the next dip, right? <laughs> and you, you put two thumbs up, you're like, everything's okay. And the whole room around you is bursting in flames. Bursting in flames. And you're like, <laughs> what's going on? This is fine. I'm fine here. I mean, it's kind of like how my 401k is sitting right now, right? It's like, yeah, don't don't hey, look man, at that every day. Yeah, don't look at that every day. Don't think right now, think, oh, you know, ahead of time. It's just right. going to be fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I think that we've got a long way to go, right? I think 2023 is going to be interesting. Like you said, I think that uh, I'm going to be utilizing uh, our knowledge in the Discord to yeah. just keep day trading away and and making these monetary gains and adding them to my cash flow. That way, when it's time and I see an actual technical correction, maybe S and P to 3800, right? Is that kind sure. of the level you got? I mean, listen, if I see the S&P back at 3,800, okay, sure. maybe it's time to start dipping my toes into the sand a little bit, but I'm cautious, right? I'm not buying bottoms, yeah, 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 yeah. right? I'm buying recovery. So right. that's where my money's at. And listen, you know, when we're talking about 2023 and 2024, right, we're not going to fall into like a great depression. We're not going to be like lining up in the soup lines, like waiting for, you know, guys to hand us jackets that we can stuff into one arm and make a pillow. That's not what's happening, right? <laughs> right. What we're actually probably going to see more than likely is the debt in the stock market are going to fall, right? And so I do think yeah, that but... we have a problem with with our loans. I think we probably have subprime borrowers. I think we have subprime employees, right, that went out and borrowed a bunch of money. And we're looking for those to kind of come through in bankruptcy. And I think that that's sort of the next step for these creditors uh, and these banks to kind of go through this growing pain of, hey, we, we, we took advantage here. We did great for a couple of years. Now it's time to get back to normalcy. Right. Right. And yeah. so I'm, I'm waiting for this to kind of function and, and, and kind of weave its way through. 
before I really start throwing my money back into the market again. Yeah, and and like I also pay attention to the HYG. It's the uh, high yield yeah, 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 corporate yeah, yeah. bond. It's the it's the trash credit for trash companies. You know, it's 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 horrible. Yeah. It's it's such a red herring, I think, in the market, and uh, it's not a pretty picture. And you know, I can't remember where I was going with that, but yeah, the HYG. Do some research in it if you have yeah. time. And it's just it's one of those things you look at and you're like. Ugh. And that's just one of those things right now that's really, really hurting the market is that these trash credit bonds or, you know, whatever they truly are. It's just just know it's trash and yeah. it's just credit for it's horrible. Just kind of read into it and it's it'll you'll be like, wow, this actually exists. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. It does. It's a thing, you know, and they actually. <laughs> sure get get a good rate but you have this trash credit you know who cares uh we actually have know. a question here Let, let's get to this question from brian so brian yeah your question here is it's which company's earnings this week do we think will turn out good um you know that's a very good question do you mm. want to go what companies are going through earnings this week that may have a shot of doing well i think i have All a right. list somewhere here that i can get to if you want to talk about it we still have a few banks i know we got goldman um we got uh bank of america see. bank of america's on fail. monday um <laughs> fail uh, uh netflix yeah. netflix fail. is on tuesday yeah i don't think netflix is going to do good not yet goldman they did release their their ad goldman yeah um, uh johnson and johnson maybe maybe johnson and johnson maybe um maybe you know, you know what I was also that. thinking about. And this <laughs> it's a bad me, one. We're like, hmm. <laughs> this actually came to me last night in a dream, which was totally messed up that I have to dream about the stock market. <laughs> but you know what I was thinking is, is these companies like um, these companies that get to take inflation and pawn the prices off on the customer, and they really mm -hmm. don't see any like uh, they they don't have a bunch of debt. You know, they're not scared of raising rates or raising prices and putting interest rates on top of, you know, or, or not interest rates, but you know, the, the rise in prices for commodities onto right. the customer, you know, guys like target Walmart, you know, all these other companies, they get to, to buy the product at a cheap price. And then when the, the price goes up for something, they get to go to their Walmart sign and add a warrant <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm why saying? not yeah. like you buy it <laughs> and so you know, you know, i don't think about that you know maybe noticed, uh, hasbro hasbro yeah that could be interesting I, american airlines delta reported their earnings already mm -hmm. and and they they had like a very tiny miss but they they actually beat on revenue which was pretty wild and and we all know that travel starting to kind of pick up which is also interesting because inflation um yeah. but i guess if you're an american and now's a good time to go to I mean, Europe, listen, because the dollar is so strong. So all eyes on Tesla really on Wednesday, right? I mean, whether it goes up or down, yeah. we're probably going to trade it. <laughs> I mean, speaking, speaking of probably, Tesla, probably gonna trade it. I don't know. That probably, chart, more than uh, likely zero. I mean, that week option, right? Very, very quick in and out. Yeah, very um, quick. Uh, unless you want to do like a lot of shenanigans kind of thing where you're like, eh, yeah, I'm going to risk like. 200 <laughs> if i had to put i tell you what brian if i had to put my money on something that i thought was going to do very well i've got two for you and i hope you're still here i hope you're still listening i got two for you ready get your pins out get your paper slumberjay on friday has earnings okay. 
That's ticker symbol SLB. It's a very like good, it. you know what? Our, our, our friend Paper Profit, that's probably one of his favorite stocks, actually. Yep. I like Schlumberger because they're in the energy sector. And I also like a sneaky one, LMT, which is Lockheed Martin. And I know, I know, they're my nemesis. In this yeah, I was say, that's, that's up your alley in it. <laughs> but I will tell you, man, this government defense company keeps adding to their repertoire of contracts being won by the government. They, they are just a monster, and they're hard to beat. So I would look for Lockheed Martin to do fairly well fair. on, I think that's Thursday. I may be wrong. Lockheed. That, da, 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 da. that may be Tuesday. Uh, I'll have to check. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. before they open. Lockheed Martin, Tuesday before open. And then I, I think Slumberjay on Friday. What about Slumberjay you? You have anything? Friday. You watching anything? If, yeah, I'm, well, I'm definitely going to be watching Netflix, but I think that's more so to the downside. And of course, Tesla, all the, any kind of big name I'm going to watch. But uh, yeah, I think uh, American Airlines, that might be a little interesting just because of Delta's uh, report there. And right. then... Let's see. I'm not going to play any banks. Um, I, I, I do actually hold an XLF put, so okay. there's that. Um, yeah, I, AAL might be interesting for me uh, just to see what happens with travel. And mm. then maybe Alcoa. See oh. how some of the metals are going metals. to do. Then yeah, you got, yeah. I, you got, you got IBM kind of squeezed in there for some reason, so... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right, guys. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not excited about any of the names coming up. Just to be fair, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's going to bring a lot. Of, I think Tesla's going to bring Run a away. lot. Of, right. I mean, they're, they're just they're a market mover, right? So, and the, that chart is well so bad. They, they tend to bring the whole market with them, you know. Right, and that chart is so beat up, man. It's, it's if it bounces, it might just go crazy so we'll see <laughs> someone asked me someone asked me in the discord they were like you think by end of the end of the year tesla will go to 100 i was like God. i was like you you're bigger a bear than i am <laughs> i was like no, maybe 156 <laughs> i mean it's it's incredible yeah, a big drop. It's, gonna be, it's gonna be a pretty big drop if it yeah happens. maybe yeah maybe yeah 150 ish one seventy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One hundred might be a little extreme. It's, that's extremely bad. <laughs> it's like <laughs> by end of year. I was like, wow, dude. I was like, Mine. relax, man. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's like bring them off the ledge a little bit, man. It's, you're gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Fuzz. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for another episode of uh, Penny Slayer talks his shit and Fuzz does what he does <laughs> and talks me off the ledge. <laughs> Thank you guys for Don't coming talk. out and watching us. You know, we'll see all of you in the Discord. Be sure to hit that like button and hit the damn subscribe for Christ's sakes. That's all we do here, man. We we, we put out it. continuous content so that you can listen to us ramble about what's happening in the markets. Uh, good luck next week. If you guys are trading with us live, I'll see you guys live in the Discord. Have fun. We'll see you all soon. See ya. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. Our fans brought us into this world, and they can take us out by not listening. So if you like the show, you can support us by subscribing for future episodes, leaving us a five-star review, and joining our premium community on Discord at StockDads.com plans.
You can also follow us at Stock Dads on all major social media platforms. But most importantly, remember this. It's not a dad bod. It's a father figure.